The following program is a paid advertisement. The views reflected on this show are not necessarily the views of ESPN 1000. Doctor? 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 You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly with Steve Cashel and Dr. Brian Cole on ESPN 1000. And hello again, everyone. I'm Steve Cashel. Welcome to another edition of Sports Medicine Weekly. In a few minutes, I'll be joined by my co-host, Dr. Brian Cole, head team physician for the Chicago Bulls and sports medicine specialist and orthopedic surgeon from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush and Rush. University Medical Center. This week on the show, we're going to be joined by Dr. Adam Yankee, one of Dr. Cole's partners at Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. He is the new head team physician for one of our new teams in the city, the Chicago Windy City Bulls. Yes, they're the affiliate of the Chicago Bulls. We played in the NBA's Developmental League out of the Sears Arena Center in Hoffman Estates. We'll talk a little bit about the experience that Dr. Yankee has with professional teams and how he got involved with the Winning City Bulls and also uh, some of the responsibility as a head team physician for a professional franchise comparing it to how Dr. Cole works with the NBA players and the Chicago Bulls. Now, in addition, we will talk a little bit about a new initiative being set forth by the NBA, the National Basketball Association, as NBA and USA Basketball tip off Junior NBA Week with announcement of the first-ever youth basketball guidelines advising athletes uh, to delay single-sport specialization until at least 14 years of age and also the maximum recommended participation guidelines and the uh, emphasizing uh, weekly rest minimums and how important sleep is. Some really, really good stuff. And then we'll talk with our specialist who talks all about nutrition. She, she is our psychology of eating coach, Karen Malkin. Karen talks about some hot new food topics, and this is going to be uh, interesting stuff. Can't wait to bring one of our experts on, Karen Malkin, the next hot trends in food, and also some of the comparisons between organic, non-organic, and grass-fed and non-grass-fed. So stay with us. A lot to do here on Sports Medicine Weekly, our website, sportsmedicineweekly.com. Back to get it going after this on ESPN Radio. Feeling tired, sluggish, and overweight? If you're looking to lose weight and gain energy, join us in Karen Mulkin's 14-Day Transformation Cleanse. You're going to absolutely love this Whole Foods cleanse. You'll feel great, lose weight, build lean muscle, improve sleep, boost metabolism, and enhance athletic performance. This VIP done-for-you cleanse comes with a 14-day transformation wellness bag containing MCT Lean Vegan Protein Blend, fat-burning MCT Lean MCT Oil, snacks, superfoods, recipes, guidelines, videos, and other surprises. You will absolutely love this program. Sign up at 14daytransformation.com. That's the numbers 14daytransformation.com or visit Karen's website at karenmalkin.com. That's K-A-R-E-N-M-A-L-K-I-N.com. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly with Steve Cashel and Dr. Brian Cole on ESPN 1000. Back here on Sports Medicine Weekly on this Saturday morning, Steve Cashel and Dr. Brian Cole. Our producer is George Katsarillos, our coordinating producer, Teresa Ann Seeger. Reminder to reach out to us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at SMW Home. Next topic, Dr. Cole, becoming a team physician uh, you're the head team physician for the Chicago Bulls. Now you help out with the Chicago White Sox and various uh, collegiate teams around the Chicago area. What made you become the head team physician of the Chicago Bulls? What was the thought process when you were first uh, kind of introduced to the thought? You know, it kind of goes back 
14 years ago when uh, our group was selected in our in, the, in Rush Hospital and Midwest Orthopedics as the head the team physicians for the Chicago White Sox and then the hospital for the White Sox and it's interesting if you look uh, historically it used to be individuals who would take care of a team and it's such a vast uh, multi-dimensional demand that you can't do it as a single specialty you really need the backing frankly, of a hospital. It starts with the emergency room. It, you have to have uh, advanced testing and diagnostic tools. It's not just about the player uh, and orthopedic problems and bones and things that show up on x-rays. It's a lot of medical issues as well. Uh, if you remember when we first started with the Bulls, one of the biggest challenges we had was a cardiac issue uh, with um, Eddie Curry. Eddie Curry. So uh, far beyond the scope of what I know day to day, but I had the backup of cardiologists and experts at Rush. So um, th- this is something that I think a lot of people have an interest in doing, um, but it's impossible to do alone. We've always had sort of a team approach to take care of the team, and um, it's a huge privilege. You you know you know you're being entrusted with the care of uh, uh, a, a, a huge asset and uh, by an organization where they could you know essentially go anywhere and people would probably have a desire to do it. So it's very multidimensional, but at, the, at its core, it's all about uh, the decision-making and uh, the demands to properly diagnose and return or maintain the health of, a, of an athlete or anyone who wants to be active, and if they're injured, to get them back responsibly um, in the best interest of the athlete. So it has some of the most interesting dynamics of anything I do. For me personally, it's uh, delivered a balance that I think I wouldn't otherwise have, you know. I think that um, we, I, obviously I operate, I see patients, but I have huge research and uh, outside clinic responsibilities for teaching and, and laboratory responsibilities and so forth that relate directly to what I do. This is a balance that keeps you in town, it, it keeps you engaged, and um, uh, it's, it's a huge challenge, but it's also a lot of fun. It's been incredibly gratifying. I remember when um, Eddie Curry had the heart issues and you were kind of introduced, and I thought you were the team cardiologist. You would think, I'll remember uh, was, at the Berto Center. Yeah. I'll, I could still picture yeah. it. You yeah, and John that. Paxson, and yeah. you know, you guys were all lined up. You all had names in front of you. Had a table, and they had like a yeah. news conference. I said, "Oh, look at this, Doctor Brian Cole, the new team cardiologist." Yeah. yeah, exactly. And and how I mean, that was what 13, 12, 13 years yeah, ago, right? You knew how much time <laughs> was spent. You know, if you remember all the oh man, the the genetic testing and the and the you know, it was a really. Uh, very to, to be thrown into that at day one, basically, um, it was a it was just a, a frenzy, and but learned a lot, and thankfully nothing ever came of it in any disastrous way. But we've seen repeated events, and the thing is, it's it's rare that it's a musculoskeletal thing that will end a player's career or be life threatening. But if you miss a cardiac issue, uh, that's it. You know, that's that's clearly life before limb. You know. Absolutely. Let's uh, bring on our next guest. And speaking of uh, team physicians, he is the new head team physician for one of our newest teams here in Chicago, maybe the newest team, the Windy City Bulls. That is the Bulls affiliate in the NBA Developmental League. Dr. Adam Yankee is with us. He is with uh, Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, a sports medicine orthopedic surgeon with a uh, rather lengthy resume. He doesn't like us to go into all that, but uh, he's a young man that uh, does a marvelous job, I know, for Dr. Cole, for your group, and uh, talk a little first about Dr. Yankee in your your own eyes. I've known, uh, I'm going to call him Adam because uh, I've known Adam for uh, years. We started a um, master's program, which uh, an individual could uh, step out of uh, school for a bit, medical school, and do an extra year, and um, he's always wanted to be an orthopedic surgeon. He's kind of a lifer at Rush, and um, worked uh, with me and several others in the Department of Biochemistry and Anatomy, 
on some really fascinating projects. So he's been here a long time uh, from his early stages of ed- education. And now I'm proud to say he's our, uh, my partner, our partner at Midwest Orthopedics and um, delivering the same kind of excellent care that uh, we, we, we do as, uh, as a group and uh, also staying involved with research. And frankly, this, the cartilage program, which I've been very invested in, uh, really needed some uh, additional depth and someone interested in uh, uh, helping our young patients find alternatives. So Adam's been really instrumental in that. And, and also part of it is that, you know, there's this lineage. I mean, Adam can tell you that we, we all are so committed for lecturing and travel and research and so forth that there's way uh, more than enough to go around and having someone uh, to add and uh, to assume some of that responsibility and be additive is, uh, has been really uh, terrific. So uh, we, uh, I, was, I thought it'd be great to have him on our show this morning because we now have been uh, privileged to assume responsibility for the D-League and Adam uh, and uh, Jeremy Allen are the uh, two head physicians for this and uh, Kathy Weber and I who have been doing uh, the Bulls and you know Kathy also does the White Sox primary care. Sure. Um, can take you know a distant back seat, but you know there's some mentoring that goes on when you're managing teams. But as Adam was a fellow with us and uh, learned uh, covered game coverage and so forth, so he's actually very seasoned coming into this. As is uh, Jeremy. Well, Dr. Adam Yankee is with us, and uh, Dr. Yankee, thanks for joining us on Sports Medicine Weekly. What experience with professional teams have you had prior to the Windy City Bulls? So what Dr. Cole mentioned was my coverage while I was in training, but even in practice now, I've still helped assist with the Bulls the White Sox, and the Chicago Fire on the professional level. And so that's involved team coverage and also going to the locker rooms and helping manage injuries, sometimes in the clinic or in the office, and sometimes in the locker room as well. So how did you get involved with this new team, the Windy City Bulls? How's it work? Well, you know, uh, first it has to start with a good relationship that already existed, which was the relationship with Rush and the Bulls that Dr. Cole was alluding to. And that had been fostered over many years, and so I think they were kind of looking out to see who might be available and who could be recommended. Um, You know, my interest is in knee as a primary focus and also shoulder secondarily, and a lot of basketball injuries end up being knee-related, and it happens to be a sport that I like to follow and am interested in as well. And so I've always been interested in basketball in particular, and so it's, and I had had tried to get as much coverage experience as I could with the Bulls uh, in the meantime. And so when the opportunity kind of presented itself for me to possibly get involved, you know, I was very excited about it. Um, As Dr. Cole mentioned, I think that it helps round me out as a physician and gives me another perspective for even when I'm seeing patients on a day-to-day basis. You know, when you're treating patients at that level or players at that level, you kind of should really know everything that's out there and everything that's really available. It keeps you up to date on everything. And because that's the kind of care that you really should be offering the players. All righty. Dr. Adam Yankee, the new head team physician for the Windy City Bulls from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. Dr. Cole and I return with more of Sports Medicine Weekly following these messages on ESPN Radio. I'd been having knee pain for quite some time and did what probably a lot of people do. I just ignored it and hoped it would go away. After a month, I couldn't take the pain anymore. I went to my family orthopedic. He told me that I needed physical therapy. When I received my prescription for therapy, the first thing I did was search PT companies online. I came across ATI Physical Therapy. It's close to home, has some great reviews, and when I called, they verified my insurance and scheduled me right away. No wait, everything was so easy, and the staff was great. They kept my doctor informed of my progress along the way, 
Honestly, I look forward to going to my appointments. ATI made me feel like my recovery was their most important priority. I'd recommend them to anyone needing physical therapy. The experience was something I'll never forget. To learn more about what it's like to be a patient at ATI Physical Therapy, visit ATIPT.com and start your journey to get back to your best today. ATIPT.com. Midwest Orthopedics at Rush is nationally recognized as a leader in comprehensive orthopedic services. As team physicians for the Chicago Bulls, Chicago White Sox, and Chicago Fire Soccer Club, their physicians understand the importance of quality care for high-performance athletes and weekend warriors. Regardless of the level of the athlete, recreational, high school, college, or even professionals, Midwest Orthopedics at Rush strives to provide the highest quality, state-of-the-art healthcare services. To better serve their patients, they provide expert care across five Chicagoland locations with a new location in Munster, Indiana. Their cutting-edge research, diagnosis, methods, and treatments make them the highest-ranked program in the state of Illinois by U.S. News and World Report rankings. For more information or to schedule an appointment, visit them at RushOrtho.com or call 877-MD-BONES. Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, when only the best will do. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly on ESPN 1000. Our website is sportsmedicineweekly.com. I'm Steve Cashel with Dr. Brian Cole. It is Sports Medicine Weekly. And Dr. Cole, the NBA and USA Basketball are tipping off a junior NBA week with announcement of first ever youth basketball guidelines. What is it all about? Well, first of all, I have to commend the NBA for getting involved this level. I mean, I, I can tell you having you know been involved with uh, the NBA for 13 years now, the Team Physician Society, uh, very involved with the uh, research committee, and they are uh, very sort of almost philanthropic in these efforts, and um, it's actually really um, it's, it's heartening to see. So, you know, this is a situation where just like in baseball where we've had uh, misuse and abuse of our young athletes in terms of pitch counts and not uh, actually getting an off season and uh, uh, as they get bigger, stronger, the number of injuries rise and not respecting uh, uh, relative rest consideration and so forth. Same thing in basketball. I mean, there's um, so much emphasis on the success of our young athletes and how competitive they are that uh, that we forget about sort of the balance between uh, the uh, uh, health and wellness. So that's what uh, the NBA is now taking into consideration in collaboration with a number of working groups. So, you know, people think, well, and this is one of the things that was pointed out, that our, our, our kids will be at a competitive disadvantage if they don't specialize. And in some ways that's true, right? The more you do, the better you get. But yeah. if you don't really allow them, uh, pro- if there's no control of the number of minutes, the, the, uh, the number of uh, relative rest and shutdown months per year, uh, things like sleep and so forth. And what this basically did is it came up with uh, guidelines by age groups with all these principles. I mean, it's, it's actually it's fascinating. So I, give you, I mean, if you want, I give you some examples. Like how old, are your, ki- how old are your kids? 12 and 9. All right, so in the, in the 9 to 11 age group, okay, we'll do that. Uh, game length, like do, you, do your kids play basketball? They play four sports each. All right, Baseball, so how, basketball, football, and ice hockey. How long is a game, do you know? I'm just curious. Basketball? For a 9 to 11-year-old. Well, you know my 9-year-old, my, my who is now 9, okay, he was 8 last year. He played 51 basketball games last year, but there were three games in one day. How, many, how, how long is a single game, do you know? Uh, like, you know, they play kind of like 18-minute halves running clock. Okay. So Will he play, does he play the whole game? No. All right. And how many games per week? Uh, three. And do they, how many? How many? Uh, what about practices? How long? Hour and a half, twice a week. Okay. All right. So I'll give you just a, a general guideline. Okay. And, you know, this is going to be based on some degree of science, but so game length in minutes, uh, you're is twenty four to thirty two. So he's good there, right? Games per week, one to two. Uh, practice length, forty five to seventy five minutes. Okay. And uh, no more than two practices per week. Yep, yep. That's, so that's that's that's, that's pretty good. I mean, they may fall in that serendipitously. They also 
talk about um, rest days. Like, he's playing other sports. Yeah. So this is the challenge. So the number of rest days per week, and this I completely agree with. This has to do with recovery we always talk about, is two. Okay. Okay. He'll get in two, though. Yeah, he'll probably get it. It's a weekend day, right? Yep. Okay. Well, it's it's we feel like we have something every night. I mean, it was like Monday night football, Tuesday night basketball, Wednesday night the break, nothing on Wednesday, and then Thursday football, Friday a break, and then Saturday and Sunday games all right. weekend. So you're you know? barely getting that in. Yeah. So what, what about um, um, the number of months per year? How many months per year is he playing basketball? Well, it's it just started here in October, and he'll go through February with basketball. Then hockey will pick up. All right, so and baseball's yeah. almost year round. So now. the recommendation here is is five months per year, and um, the sleep thing kind of blows me away because I know that my kids don't get this kind of sleep. But what would you say? Who does? I don't know. I mean, we're all chronically sleep deprived, but uh, nine to twelve hours of sleep per night. I guess that could happen. What time do your kids go to bed? Uh, usually eight thirty, and, and up, up at around six or six thirty. Um, the the twelve year old gets up about six forty five, right, and so the and it. the little and the little guy seven thirty. Yeah, usually. so so truth be told, he's getting it. Yeah. You know? So I think you know this is huge progress, and it's consistent with the other sports, especially baseball, and it says a lot uh, for for the NBA to take this kind of initiative. I mean, these kids are all you know the, the guidelines only go up to fourteen uh, year olds. So um, obviously, it's in their best interest and all of our best interest to keep our youth healthy. But that's just such a great role model, such a great contribution. I love this one: delay single sport specializa- uh, specialization in the sport of basketball until age fourteen or older. So it's important to participate in multiple sports in early childhood. That we've talked about that. That you've heard that time. We've we've had yeah. that time and time again. The, the best athletes are the ones who are playing more than one sport, and that's not just because physiologically and you know they they get motor memory and they learn how to do these different skills. There's actually Actually, you know, the prevention of overuse, get engaging all muscle groups rather than just an isolated set of muscle muscle groups, um, and cross training, which is probably the best injury prevention we have besides taking some degree of an off season. Absolutely. That's Dr. Brian Cole. I'm Steve Cashel. Stay with us. More Sports Medicine Weekly after these messages. On ESPN Radio. Returning patients who suffer from cartilage defects to an active lifestyle is the goal. Prochondrix, the latest solution from Atlasource, is an innovative, cost-effective, fresh cartilage allograft designed to restore cartilage and restore life. To learn more about Prochondrix or allografts, visit Prochondrix.org. That's P-R-O-C-H-O-N-D-R-I-X.org. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly on ESPN 1000. Net proceeds from our program, Sports Medicine Weekly, go to support orthopedic research at Rush through the liveactivenow.org fund. I'm Steve Cashel, back with Dr. Brian Cole at Sports Medicine Weekly on this Saturday morning. Dr. Cole, um, how are, how much are you aware of what you eat? You're pretty into that, aren't you? I mean, I'm trying to get more and more because of this show, and we've got people like Karen Malkin who's going to come on with us in a couple of seconds here. But um, you're pretty aware of things you drink and eat and trying to be really health conscious, correct? Yeah. I mean, as you say, honestly, over the last five years, I've learned a ton from from Karen and the content we put on this show. Um, But I've always tried to read labels and be conscientious. But the interesting thing is that there's a it's very hard to separate sort of fact from fiction. And um, I I think it can be confusing, you know, and like the, the. you walk down an aisle and it's overwhelming. You know, it's one of the things that um, that I've thought a lot about as far as how you help people understand how to make choices. We can read labels, but if we had certain categories or buckets to try to sift through and say, look, this is no, this is a yes, this is... But a lot of it you and I just don't really understand. I mean, you know, is it, does it have preservatives? Is it grass-fed? Is it... 
Uh, does it have uh, artificial coloring? Is it uh, does it have artificial sweeteners? Well, we got into the organic um, all, thing just yeah, a couple organic, weeks ago. Yeah, organic. I mean, it's it's virtually overwhelming. It would be nice if we had some sort of r- rules of thumb that we believed in that were sort of what I, I always like to say evidence based to sort of guide our thinking on this. Well, Karen Malkin does it better than anyone for us. Uh, she, of course, is our health counselor and psychology of eating coach. Joining us from uh, Glencoe. And uh, works with so many people in the Chicago area. Our topic, the next hot trends in food. So, Karen, uh, thanks for joining us uh, once again here on Sports Medicine Weekly and educating us. I know there was an interesting article that Dr. Cole and I both read uh, per your suggestion from the Wall Street Journal. Can you tell us more? Good morning. Um, thank you. Yeah, I thought that the article was really interesting. You know, Companies are becoming a lot more ethically driven with mission statements and a story behind the product and the company, and they're often wanting now to give back a portion of their proceeds to charity. You know, consumers, it's becoming a consumer-driven market where the consumers want to know where their food is grown, under what conditions that they're grown in. And so I love hearing the story behind the company, and I really, um, you know, enjoy hearing the whole, you know, how they found it and, and, and how they're producing the product. So that's like sort of, you know, that, that concept of supporting your own or a mom and pop or, you know, you know shopping in, uh, in your own community and, you know, feeling good about what you buy. But when they're doing, you know, part of the article was talking about, you know, things that are being added that uh, can sort of differentiate their product. And, and what's your sense? Is it, I mean, how, how often is it just marketing and really trying to differentiate the, 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 the multiple of choices that people have? versus really adding something that's truly different. I mean, so, so much of this is not really based in science and it's based in perception. That's a really good question. So, you know, the article talked about Moringa that was grown, that's grown in Haiti and Ghana. Um, they are, I like the idea because they're producing products using female farmers who are supporting their own family, families and their work, which helps support women. So the story behind it really matters to me personally when I purchase. On the other hand, we don't really know for sure the health conditions of the soil, and produce traveling, you know, from our own backyard or the local farmers market will have a much better taste than a, than a produce item that travels thousands and thousands of miles and often weeks before the consumer can even get it at the grocery store. So this impacts our own carbon footprint. So you kind of have to look at it pros and cons when you're making, in my opinion, when you're making a, a buying choice. What is moringa? So moringa is a it's a vegetable. It's a plant that's grown in Haiti and Ghana, and it can be grown year-round, which means that they can ship and import and produce year-round. And it's very high in calcium and vitamins and minerals. And so, you know, I could say maybe we can compare that to kale here in the United States. So I like the fact that it's made from women and the female farmers, but, you know, is it necessary to import, you know, Moringa from so many thousands of miles away? So it kind of has to be like a consumer choice. And, Karen, what are some of the uh, superfoods and concepts we will be soon uh, hearing more of? Well, companies are starting to add mushrooms to their water. They're starting to add spirulina as a, as a coloring, which is great over the FDNC dyes which causes all sorts of issues such as allergies and ADHD in children. I mean, Europe has been using plant-based dyes for years. So I really love the idea that companies are now going to move, there's going to be a movement toward uh, plant-based dyes and foods and colors. 
you know, and most of our soy, corn, sugar crops are genetically engineered. And so the movement now is labeling if they're GMOs on the products. So, so give, let's just give me a rundown, okay? Just because I, 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 it's, I get, as I said, I get confused easily. So grass-fed or not grass-fed, what's, what's the answer? Okay, so grass-fed has to do with the animals. And the animals that are grass-fed are roaming outdoors, so they're getting sun, which is vitamin D, and they're also eating grass, which has omega-3s. And so the consistency of a grass-fed piece of beef is going to be different than a grain-fed piece of beef where the animal is fed grains, um, which is, has a lot more omega-6s, which are pro-inflammatory and often genetic, and pretty much I can guarantee this could be gen- genetically modified um, grains. And they're going to be indoors. So the vitamin D level is lower and the omega-3 levels are lower. So the chemical, the nutritional consistency of the two pieces of meat are going to be completely different from a health standpoint. So you really want to purchase and really start to demand with our restaurants and our grocery stores that they they, um, provide grass-fed meat. That makes sense. I mean, Dr. Cole, you know what? I I hear the people marketing or promoting that this is grass-fed beef and that you know they wouldn't be promoting the opposite sure, of that right sure, i mean you sure. know that's that's kind right, of so one, so one more of a positive so I, one Karen, point Karen one did point. a good job of, uh, right. to explain that though why right. i one, never thought of the vitamin d aspect one point for grass-fed so what about organic or uh non or not saying anything at all how important so certified organic is pretty important because it's real it's a real certification and certified organic means no pesticides and it means that and if it's plants it's no pesticides and if it's animals, they're eating plants that do not have any pesticides on them, and they're also um, getting fed organic products, organic feed. But you could have, but so, you could still have things that are exposed to either pesticides or fertilizers and not be organic, correct? Or is that, correct. forgive me, forgive me. No, they will say they could be, they could, no, they could say that they are not, no fertilizers or no pesticides, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's organic, or is that is that true? I've never really read that, where it says mm-hmm. no pesticides used. They pretty much certify organic. Now, if you go okay. to the farmer's market, there is a cost to certify organic. So if you go to your farmer's market, just ask your local farmer, do you spray your crops, and what do you spray it with? And so if it's a small, if it's a small farmer, they may not be able to afford that U.S. You know, DA-certified organic um, or, the, or the organic certification. Great stuff. Out of time. Karen Malkin, our health counselor and psychology of eating coach. The website is karenmalkin.com, K-A-R-E-N-M-A-L-K-I-N. Karen, great stuff. As always, appreciate you joining us. Thank you. Back with more of Sports Medicine Weekly. Dr. Cole and I return after this on ESPN Radio. The Chicago Bulls, White Sox, and DePaul Blue Demons rely on Midwest Orthopedics at Rush for advanced orthopedic treatment. So can you. We are the team physicians for these Chicago teams, and we're ready to be on your healthcare team, too. Get expert care from these regional leaders at four Chicagoland locations. Learn more at RushOrtho.com. Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, your world-class team physicians. We're excited to announce our new Sports Medicine Weekly custom podcast app on iTunes. It's all free. Just go to the App Store, search for Sports Medicine Weekly. Our app gives listeners easy access to their favorite Sports Medicine Weekly shows without getting lost in confusing screens and pop-up ads. 
The team at Sports Medicine Weekly is dedicated to delivering content to our listeners on the latest in fitness, nutrition, injury prevention, and treatment. Optimize your performance with the Sports Medicine Weekly app. As always, we thank our loyal listening and social media followers. The best athletes in the world and their medical teams have been trusting Donjoy products for over 30 years. With a goal to protect and return confidence in sport post-injury, Donjoy is the trusted leader to get and keep athletes in action. Whether it's football, basketball, soccer, volleyball, or even the official medical supplier to the U.S. ski team, always trust the global leader in sports medicine. Trust Donjoy, a product of djoglobal.com. At Athletico Physical Therapy, we know there is freedom from pain and you can get back to doing the things you love. Whether it's running an 8K, playing a game of tag in the yard, or walking safely to your car, pain should not slow you down. With locations throughout eight states that offer complimentary injury screens, your choice to go with our team is the smart choice. Visit athletico.com to request your complimentary injury screening and start feeling better with us today. Athletico, better for everybody. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly with Steve Cashel and Dr. Brian Cole on ESPN 1000. Sports Medicine Weekly has been brought to you by Athletico Physical Therapy, by Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, by Karen Malkin Health Counseling, by Integrated Orthopedics, by Allosource, Source, by Donjoy Orthopedics, by MedWest, and by ATI Physical Therapy. Many thanks to our producer and board operator, George Katsourilos. Our coordinating producer is Teresa Ann Seeger. We also want to thank David Cole for managing the website and our business operations, as well as Samantha Smith from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. For Dr. Brian Cole, I'm Steve Cashel saying so long. Thanks for listening to Sports Medicine Weekly here on ESPN 1000. The preceding program was a paid advertisement. The views reflected are not necessarily the views of ESPN 1000.